This is a Hoff Studios podcast. If you're still deciding on your spring break getaway, Amtrak's got just the ticket. You can visit cities from D.C. and Philly to New York and Boston, all while enjoying more sustainable travel. Amtrak produces up to 83% less carbon emissions than traveling by car or plane. And did we mention the extra legroom and comfy seats? Book early and save at Amtrak.com. Click or tap the banner. Emissions comparisons vary depending on route and locomotive type. Restrictions may apply. How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Harry Tales, the podcast where I, Harry Hill, tell you the tales of my life and whatever else I want to talk about. And this week is very exciting because... I got approved for an apartment. So we're going to talk about that. And we're also going to do a little recap of The Watcher on Netflix. If you guys have watched it, um, even if you haven't, you might want to listen in. Some people are too afraid to watch it, which is totally valid because it is kind of creepy. And I'm also going to talk about doing trapeze. So let's get into it. I think, okay, where do I begin? Because obviously the apartment search has been happening for a minute. For me, the apartment search has been happening since like August, (laughs) kind of, because here's what happened, okay? So I moved into this apartment in 2020. I got a COVID deal, which is the only reason I moved there. Two years went by and I was just going to keep living there. I was going to keep living there until I could buy something, which was going to be like another like two years, two, three years. I get a call from my landlord and I was like, wait, what's up? And he was like, you have to get out. We're renovating the building. And I was like, oh, and he wanted me out July 31st, which is when my lease ended. I obviously wasn't ready to go. I've never been as busy this summer. So I was like, I can't move. (laughs) So I asked if I could have until August 31st. And then I was like, "Uh, actually, can I have until September 31st? And he was like, yes, yes. And then towards the end of September, I was like, fuck, I'm not ready to move. I need until the end of October. (laughs) So I texted him because, of course, I can't call. And I was like, hi, is there any chance I could just stay through October? (laughs) The market's crazy right now. And he never responded. So I've just been in my apartment. And it is October 17th 18th what day is it gonna be it's gonna be it's mid-october okay my landlord never responded most people i think would be freaked out and all of my friends are like oh how's your apartment search like aren't you like where are you living now like it wasn't your lease up and i'm like yes and which is how you know you propel your scene and improv you say yes and And that's also how I propel myself in life is by saying yes and. So yes, and I'm still living in my apartment. 
And if I didn't get approved for this apartment, I don't know what I was going to do. So how did I find my new apartment? You guys know that I've been looking, searching high and low. And I finally found a place in a building with a name, which is swag. So there was a building called The Axle, which is a new building. And it's in Clinton Hill. It's really nice. It's gorgeous. You can Google it. Clinton Hill Prospect Heights, it's like in the middle of all of that, which is a very new area that I have never really looked into, especially for living. But I was like, maybe I'll try to influence a building. <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember Tavi Gevinson influenced a building. Um, obviously, she's Tavi Gevinson, so like definitely f- I feel like she's more qualified to have pull in a building, but... I tried, I reached out to them. They were like, well, they were willing to give me a couple months of rent free in return for content, which is swag. Don't get me wrong, (laughs) but I don't think I could have afforded anything there if it wasn't like actually (laughs) free. Um, So that kind of fell through. And also just the idea of like doing anything in return for content Nothing is free, okay, people? Like, I know you see influencers getting free stuff, whatever. Like, it's not free. Like, you have to sell your, like, self, you know? You have to sell your soul. So the idea of being in an apartment, I was joking about it with my friend Sydney because I was like, okay, say I get into this apartment and now I have to make content in return for rent. Could you imagine if I was like, Hi, landlord. I'm so sorry. I couldn't pay rent this month. Uh, There was only one good sunset and I was at Carbone during it. (laughs) I'll, I'll do double next month. Like, what would that look like? You know what I mean? It would be like, okay, um, everybody bring your tripod to room 703 and we're going to do a, 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 a reel about what it's like to have a foosball table in the lobby. You know, I just don't think that I just don't think that would have been as fun as I made it out to be in my head. So I got rid of the axle and then I called up, not called, obviously (laughs) I texted this guy, Miles, who's a male model and also a broker. And he helped me find an apartment in 2017. So I was like, I, five years later, I got the bag. Let's step it up. Where are we going? And he is a big advocate for Ridgewood. So he was like, why don't you check out this building in Ridgewood? And I checked it out and it's beautiful and it's stunning and it's perfect. And I went there thinking I was looking at a one bedroom, but she was like, well, if you have the budget, you should check out this apartment and it's also a one bedroom but it has a 365 square foot terrace private terrace like just for me so I applied for that one I got accepted and now I'm looking into building a swimming pool (laughs) no just the swimming pool will have to wait because while there is a 365 square foot terrace there's also a balcony there's a terrace and a balcony Um, it's just in a nice building that was built in 2019 and this is 
this is a move up for me. So I really had like, I don't know. I just, I, okay. There's a couple things about moving that I want to talk about. First, I want to talk about finding an apartment and why I was having so much trouble trying to pick a location because I was like, okay, I could live in Manhattan. If I really wanted to, I could make it work. I could get like a studio. I could still kind of afford it. You know, I could whatever. There's so many different things that you have to trade off when you're talking about living in New York City. Like if you want more space, then you're going to have to get rid of proximity to Manhattan. Like you're going to have to move further out. If you want proximity to Manhattan, you're not going to have any space. You know what I mean? I'm talking like a normal person's budget, like, you know, unless you're Oprah. But I still couldn't decide where I wanted to live. And I was like, I made a list of places that I have lived and I've lived on the Upper East Side. I've lived in Midtown. I've lived in Bushwick. I've lived in Ridgewood. I've lived in East Harlem. And I finally realized that it's because I live so online and I haven't made, I haven't put like roots or like made a community IRL in any of those places. Because if you have friends in New York, then you have friends in New York. You know what I mean? Like, I think the internet makes it so that you are able to just be in contact with so many people all the time that you don't necessarily need to have neighbors like on your block or in your neighborhood. Does that make sense? And I actually realized, and I was talking to the woman who was showing me the apartment that I got approved for. And she said that everybody, she noticed that everybody was looking for apartments across the board, meaning they weren't choosing a location and then looking for an apartment in that location. And I think that has to do with the market being crazy, but also just like the idea that community is more online than in real life now. I don't know. I I think, I don't know. It's got me thinking. And then, of course, because I was thinking about it, I didn't even say anything about it. I got a TikTok. <laughs> you always get a TikTok. And this TikTok was about this guy talking about third places. And third places... I'm going to read the Wikipedia. In sociology, the third place refers to the social surroundings that are separate from the two usual social environments of home, first place, and workplace, which is the second place. Examples of third places include churches, cafes, clubs, public libraries, bookstores, or parks. You know, it's argued that third places are important for civil society, democracy, civic engagement, and establishing feelings of a sense of place. And that just really got me thinking. And I was like, okay, there it is. We don't really have an emphasis on third places. And you'd think, okay, but you're in New York City. Of course, every you have third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh places, right? I don't know, though. Do we? You know, Soho House to me is a seventh place. Where are the third places? I would absolutely say Central Park is one of my third places, but that just got me thinking and it kind of confirmed why I had a hard time choosing a locale to live in. I also think personally, (laughs) I'm really good at uh, daydreaming and also adapting. So on the daydreaming side, Everywhere that I thought I would look for an apartment, I was like, oh, I could absolutely live there. I would go to this place for coffee and I would hang out with this person and get a boyfriend that has this kind of shoes. 
but then I would look at another place and be like, oh, but actually I could live there and do A, B, and C differently than, you know what I mean? Is it my fault for being adaptive? So I had a tough time and I also really wanted to be off the Bedford stop in Williamsburg. That was like a thing. Um, of course, I had a bunch of people in my messages being like, don't live there, live there, don't live there. Oh, live in the Lower East Side. Oh, don't live there, live in the East Village. Oh, don't live in Williamsburg, it's too touristy. Da, 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 da. I was, you know, obviously I'm not going to let somebody who doesn't, who isn't me dictate where I'm going to live, but it was just a lot of noise and... I didn't want to jinx the current place by saying that I'm looking in Ridgewood, so I didn't. But I'm moving to Ridgewood. It's right over the border from East Williamsburg and Bushwick. And this building actually has an Instagram. And on the building's Instagram, which is kind of like defunct, maybe I'll bring it back, but like there's one post and it says, what is Ridgewick? And that was the first time I've ever heard of Ridgewick, which is obviously a combination of Ridgewood and Bushwick. And I was like, there it is. There it is. Ridgewick. I'm going to make Ridgewick happen. I'm going to be one of the witches of Ridgewick. Isn't that cute? Isn't that so? I just think that's so cute. And I'm talking about, you know, not being able to pick a locale. Let's make up a locale. That feels very on brand. So we're going to do that. We're moving to Ridgewick. It's going to be amazing. I'm very excited. There's a washer dryer. That was one of the things that was non-negotiable. I kept looking at places, getting excited about them and then being like, oh wait, no washer dryer. And I was like, I'm not going back to that life. Maybe I'll do one more load of wash before I leave. I'll probably have to do a couple at the laundromat. Should I bring her flowers? The laundromat lady? Is that weird or rude? I feel like the the laundromat is one of my third place. No, it's not one of my third places because I don't hang out there. I think we should definitely look into third places and I think we should definitely establish some more because I don't think we have enough. Um, but yeah, that, you know, that is going to be something that I'm going to do. I have so many ideas for what I want to do when I move. Like I want to get a vacuum I want to get a coffee machine. I've been spending so much money at Starbucks. It's sick. I always have 700 stars because I literally buy a $7 coffee every day. So I want to start making my own coffee. <laughs> like I'm a Chamberlain. I want to get a TV and I think I want one of those TVs that you can set a picture when you're not watching it and it's like an art, like a picture frame. <laughs> But I don't know if those are like chuggy or not. I was telling Kat that I wanted one of those and she was like, bro, just get a normal TV. Like, don't do this. So I just think it's going to be a new era. It is going to be a new era. And of course, once, you know, it's one of those bittersweet things where it's like, I don't want to leave because I don't want to change. But I'm also so excited for a change and need a change. Yeah, I'm just really excited. You you guys know the vibe. Have I mean, maybe you haven't moved as many times as I have, but like I've been in a bunch of different apartments. I've had roommates. I've had crazy roommate stories. I've lived alone. I've lived with Gwen. I've lived with 
like I've just done all the living situations there are. Freshman year I moved in, I found him in the Facebook group. We could kind of like choose our roommates. And so I got on the Facebook group for incoming freshmen, found a cute guy, messaged him on Facebook like, hey, do you want to be my roommate? <laughs> and then we were roommates and we were also scene partners in acting class. Um, so you can just imagine. And that's roommates, roommates, like sharing a room, right? It's college. And then I lived with my friend Nancy on 92nd Street. And then I lived by myself on 103rd Street in this crazy ass apartment on the ground floor where feral cats would hang out on my fire escape and meow. And then I lived in Brooklyn and I moved in with three girls. And on the day of moving in, my mom was in town helping me move. I'll always remember this because it's so crazy. The first day of moving in, we moved off the Jefferson stop on the L train. We're moving in and the girls, two of the girls were fighting over the size of their room. Like one of them was like a square foot bigger. And so the rent, we were like, okay, since it's a square foot bigger, let's make the rent like $20 more for this person. Okay, so I move, so we're moving in and two of the girls are fighting over the size of their room and which one's going to pay more rent, whatever. One of the girls starts crying. The girl that has to pay more for her room starts crying and she says, she's like, I don't, I don't want to pay more for my room. I wouldn't have signed up for this if I had known I was going to be paying more. Like my parents are not helping me. And the other girl without missing a beat goes, my parents are dead. And I was like, okay, okay, great. So, okay, great. So we just signed a lease and I'm going to be here for a year with three girls. And that's totally fine. We're in a f like a flex two bedroom. Like there's one of the girls is literally living in a closet. There's no windows. Illegal. I'm living in the living room. So French doors. And you guys like... I'm not dirty, I'm messy, okay? And I have a lot of stuff. And I like to have cute outfits and I like cute shoes and bags and I have a lot of them, okay? You try fitting that into a baby doll Brooklyn fake living room with French doors, okay? I couldn't even open my doors half the time. <laughs> like, it was, it was insane, okay? So then, of course, over the course of that year, I think I only lived there for a year, two of the girls moved out. We got some random Irish people who ended up being so cute. Shout out to Jordy and Wendy. They were so much fun. Just weird Brooklyn story, but <laughs> one of Jordy's friends, he's this Irish guy, one of Georgie, Jordy's friends happened to be Zach, who is Halsey's like first ex-boyfriend who came up with Hopeless Fountain Kingdom. And so I would always be in the apartment gay as hell being like, oh my God, I love Halsey, like blah, blah, blah. And one day Jordy was like, you know, Zach, who's always here, that's his ex-girlfriend, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, what, what, what? Get Zach over here now. <laughs> so the next time Zach came over, I was like, Jordy, can I like ask about Halsey? And he was like, yeah, go for it. I don't think he likes to like talk about it, but sure. And I was like, wait, so Halsey? And he was like, so cute, so sweet. Definitely like had drug problems. <laughs> 
but um, he was fun to have a beer with. So um, shout out to that whole Brooklyn crew. And then I moved from there to, I don't even remember. Where did I move? Oh, and then I moved from there to Ridgewood. Big ass place, but it was off the Fresh Pond Road stop. Basically what happened was, the L train said that it was going to go down for a year. So I was like, okay, great. Let's move off of the M train. So we moved to Fresh Pond Road. You guys, that's past Myrtle Wyckoff off the M train. We get there. We move in. About a month later, the M train goes down for a year, not the L train. So now I'm living off of one of the boo stops on the M train, deep as hell. And the M train is like, we're down and we're going to have like an M shuttle, which goes every 20 minutes. So I'm, and that was back when I was still catering, still waitressing. Like I was just like a regular schmegular girl in the city, right? Hauling ass <laughs> from Fresh Pond Road. Then I moved from there to the Myrtle Wyckoff stop. We lived there a couple years. Um... And then I moved from there to my current place on the Upper East Side. And now I'm moving to Ridgewick. So it's been a journey. Moving is certainly not fun, but we're going to do it. The biggest thing about moving for me is just, I have, like I said, I have so much stuff. And I love, I love all of it. And I'm an equal opportunity stuff employer. And I don't like to get rid of it. <laughs> My friends will call me like a hoarder, but it's like, it's not my fault that I want the perfect pair of shoes for the perfect occasion. And if I only wear them twice a year, that's still worth it in my book. <laughs> nah, I'm going to downgrade. Every time I move, I like throw everything away. I kind of want to have a VHH liquidation sale after I, so there's going to be an overlap. I'm going to get to move into my new apartment, but have an overlap where like I still have access to my current apartment. And I think it would be so fun if I just got all my stuff that I'm moving to my new apartment out and then put little price tags on everything and was like, all right, here's my address. Come through. Is that crazy? Should I do that? Is that allowed? I have a Sunday Riley telescope. Somebody needs to take it. You know what I mean? I'm plagued by that story of the girl on TikTok who found an influencer's thrown away Susan Alexandra water bottle that was a collaboration with Supergoop. I know, just process that for a second. Do you guys remember that story on TikTok? It blew up because this girl was like, I live in the same building as an influencer. I'm not going to name her, but she put her Susan Alexandra Supergoop collaboration water bottle holder in the trash room and I found it. And I just think it's crazy that influencers just throw stuff away. And everybody was like tagging influencers that they had seen with the Susan Alexandra Supergoop water bottle holder collaboration. And the influencers would comment back and be like, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. And so now I'm like, I, <laughs> I can't <laughs> leave my stuff on the street. Um, not that I wanted to, but you know, there's just, how do you get rid of stuff? That is one of the cool parts about living in New York though, is, um, you can just like <laughs> leave your stuff anywhere. Um, the other thing that will be interesting about moving to my new apartment is that it is in like a building with a doorman and a gym and a lobby and elevators and just all things that I 
don't have. The only amenities at my current apartment are stairs, right? What is it going to be? And I'm such a ghost. Like I, if I'm not like, like I was in Central Park riding my bike around last night at 1030 and everybody was like, you're crazy. And I'm like, this is like every night. Like I'm just like out and about. I don't necessarily want to see neighbors. You know what I mean? And I'm kind of interested to see if my new apartment is going to be like living in a hotel. Here you are in my life. Here I am in mine. Yes, we have the sweet life most of the time. Is that how it goes? What if it's like that? What if it's like living in a hotel? Or it might be like that episode of Sex in the City where Samantha keeps bringing m- men home. <laughs> And then the women in her co-op are like, you're always bringing men home in the middle of the night. What if it's like that? At my current place, like, it's like, don't ask, don't tell. Like, you might see a neighbor in the hallway. You might not. Speaking of neighbors, Valentina, who is like my OG neighbor in my building. Thank God for her because she gives me the tea. She has a boyfriend or a man friend. And I only know that because she will walk a dog. And then he sometimes will walk a dog. And the couple times that Valentina has watched over my plants while I've been away for like longer than a week. Afterwards, I give her like a bottle of wine and a letter. And I always like, you know me, like the letter is so cute. Like there's like, I think I wax sealed the last one and it says Valentina in like cute letters. I know, I know. It's like, okay, is that like overkill? Because your neighbor watched your plans? I don't think so. I think it's nice. But I think her boyfriend like sees that. (laughs) Her boyfriend's either homophobic or he thinks that I'm like a threat. (laughs) Because when I see him in the hallway, he does not say a word. And like, even if I'm like, hello, like I'm always like, hello. And granted, I'm like weird vibes in the hallway because I get freaked out if it's like me and some like big straight dude in in the stairwell like my default is like, hello, (laughs) which is like so sketchy. Like if it's Valentine, I'm like, Hey, like, how are we? He, he never says anything. And I'm like, you definitely saw my letter to Valentina that said that I'm so thankful to have a neighbor like her to watch over my plants in my bathtub. And you think that I'm trying to steal your woman. (laughs) I'm like, hello. Like my nails are like orange glitter. Um, so I'll miss Valentina though. I'll, uh, send her a fruit basket on my way out. (laughs) All right. I went trapezing last week. I'm wearing Bonobos Fielder, which if you have a dad, you might've heard of Bonobos. Bonobos is like pants for men, but they have a new activewear brand called Bonobos Fielder. So that's why I look like Katniss Everdeen, because I'm wearing a little vest. They took 10 of us trapezing, which was so much fun. I had been trapezing before, but not since I was little, so I didn't really remember it. You guys, it's hard, and it is scary, and it is thrilling, and it is fun, and it is probably how Pink feels every time she does a concert. (laughs) flying through the air you don't know which way is up which way is down but it was fun I got kind of spooked because I didn't know if I would whenever I go to an influencer event and I feel like I say this all the time but I'm always like scared if I don't get a plus one because I'm like I'm not gonna know anybody and like it's gonna be scary 
obviously I walked in, it's like Davis, Justin, like I know pretty much everybody. If I don't know them, I've like seen them. So I'm like, oh, duh. Like we're just going trapezing, wearing cute clothes. Like why did I get freaked? There's one really, really hot guy. Like one of those guys that's so hot that it's hard to look at. You know what I mean? And it's just like, okay. Like it's like looking into the sun. Like you're like, okay, stop, stop. Like turn away. Literally look away because I can't talk to you. That's how hot he was. And he had an Australian accent, of course. However, I hope he's not listening to this. He's definitely not. But he, like, couldn't do the trapeze. He, like, couldn't do it. He's the, he was, like, the hottest, strongest-looking one. And he fumbled the bag, you guys. And it was, like, one of those weird things where, like, we're all, like, oh, my God. Like, the hottest guy here, like, can't do it. He, like, can't do the project. Like, is this what it's like? Like, it, like you can be the hottest, most Australian, sexiest guy, but you can't, you can't do the task at hand. It was crazy. He had to go, he had to like do it again. Like, so basically how trapeze school works, it's trapeze school, very chic. How it works is you get your harness on and then you have to line up and do all the moves that you're going to do in the air but on the ground first and then you get to do like a general jump off where th- the very first time you have to get your legs up under the bar and let go and be like dangling it's so scary and you have no idea what's going on once you're up there and the the bar is 700 pounds it's so heavy you really you're so high up you don't want to die Everything is all over. That's the first time. But then the second time, you know, each time they add a little move. And then by the last time, which is like your fourth jump, you have to catch, you have to be caught by the guy. So like it's the typical trapeze thing where you see the person like fly and then they get caught by someone like their hands, like you like latch hands. (laughs) That was the one that he couldn't do. He couldn't do the catch. I will say that I did. I was very graceful. I was perfect. I was gorgeous. I was flying through the air. Everybody was like, wow. The catch. So I was really good with the upper body. Like they were like, let go, arch back, like fly. And I could do that. But I never knew what was happening with my legs because I was just like holding on to the bar with my legs. And when I got caught, you're supposed to like release your legs from the bar, like, like, unclench and I didn't do that you can't tell in the in the 17 videos that I had people take from every angle but you like I could feel it in my legs for like two days after because my legs my my legs my legs got yanked (laughs) and it was crazy um I would definitely do it again and yeah I just think that was, was so funny he, he's gonna listen to this and be like fuck you <laughs> just kidding um <laughs> i i fist bumped him maybe i gave him maybe i freaked him out maybe i spooked him with my fist bump i was like fist bump and he fist bumped me and then he climbed up and failed <laughs> whoops no i'm kidding i'm kidding you guys it, it wasn't me it was not me it was it was It was the universe saying, okay, great. You don't get to be hot Australian and good at trapeze. Pick two. 
This is Panera. Pick two, right? It's crazy, you guys. I'm like, okay, well, I can be good at trapeze and funny, <laughs> right? Like, I don't need to be hot. I don't need to be hot. I'll, I'll, I'll be good at trapeze. Thank you very much. <laughs> so I'm definitely going to go trapezing again. So write that down. And the other thing that I want to talk about today is The Watcher on Netflix because it's based on a true story. And anytime I watch something or read something that is based on a true story, I always want to immediately pull up Wikipedia and find out the source and like find out the real thing. I'm like not the most disciplined person, but I am very disciplined about reading or watching something all the way through before pulling up the pages unless I've like already known about it I will watch whatever consume whatever and then go read about the real thing so as to not taint my experience right I don't want to be like oh actually it actually happened this way not that way like I want to okay right (laughs) I'm like yelling at you guys I'm like I I didn't read the Wikipedia article until I was done. So I watched all of The Watcher. It was very gripping. Time out because this is a spoiler alert. So if you are interested in watching The Watcher and you haven't, you might want to turn back now because I am going to spoil it. So The Watcher is a show on Netflix starring Naomi Watts and Bobby Carnival, which I wish his name was Robbie Carnival, but it's Bobby Carnival, Carnival, Carnivali. I don't know. He's hot as sorry but he is like if i had to choose to diddle or dump i'd certainly diddle but the gist of the watcher is that a family moves into an idyllic new jersey town called westfield and immediately they start to get threatening letters from somebody that dubs themselves the watcher then of course it turns into kind of a suspect pool of everybody around you know we've got the weirdo next door neighbors we've got the other weirdo next door neighbors we've got the realtor that sold the house to them we've got the guy that sets up security cameras maybe it's him because you know they're he's creating a job for himself you know if the family is spooked then they have to get security and then he gets to set it all up so it becomes like a like a whodunit kind of thing So when I started watching it, my friend Brittany, who is from New Jersey, was like, oh, my God, this was my favorite story. I'm so glad they're making a show out of it. And I was like, "Okay, cool. This must be a crazy story. But I read the cut article, which seems to be like the reigning article about what happened. Like, it seems to be the most most in-depth. Not too much happened. Like, the show made it seem like after watching the show, I was like, "Okay, what actually happened? Because the show just kind of ends in this weird note. But basically, in real life, a couple and their three kids move into this house, start getting these letters, start doing some renovations on the house, but never move in because they're too threatened by the watchers, the watcher, the person sending the letters, and they don't, they never find out who it is. That's it. That's the story. Okay, so nobody died. Nobody, nobody got hurt. (laughs) Nobody saw a ghost. So why are we, so what happened? So what happened? You got scared and didn't move in, which like, granted, I'm not saying like, oh, of course I would totally move in, but 
they didn't move in. And they never found out who the watcher was. So that's <laughs> like, I don't know. I guess if you watched the watcher and you didn't know the full story, the watcher on Netflix paints a much bigger picture than what actually happened. So now let's talk about the Netflix version because the Netflix version, it's Ryan Murphy, right? American horror story vibe. So like from the beginning of the show, there's a weird like haunted aspect, right? Like there's a next door neighbor played by Mia Farrow who has this like Boo Radley-esque cousin or brother or something who's like this totally freaky guy who's like bald and looks like a baby and wears brown overalls and both of them look like they're from 1802 obviously very creepy right and then there's these other neighbors on the other side who do sit and watch them like they sit in a lawn chair and watch them and obviously the family is like okay what the fuck is up with all these people hello what's good And then things just start to happen that don't make any sense. And I would say the first like three to four to five episodes had me. I was hooked in. Naomi Watts is amazing as the mother. Bobby whatever is hot as fuck as the dad. They have two kids that like aren't totally plot lines like they're not in it that much they're in it but they're not like it's not like annoying kids you know but then the ending was so they didn't somebody was like is there going to be a second season because like what happened um yeah it was just the worst ending and I think um I don't know how I would have wrapped it up but I think I would have basically how they ended it they made it so that like all the leads and all the stories that they tried to, to all the theories that we thought could have happened at the house were not true, but they didn't tell us what actually did happen. I'm not recommending you watch it, but I'm not recommending that you don't watch it because it did grip me in the beginning. <laughs> and Naomi Watts is really good. And there's one time where she like, says a line and Jennifer Coolidge plays the realtor who's so funny but also Jennifer Coolidge like does take you out of it and like makes it into like a weird like comedic moment which I thought was an interesting choice because without her being funny the show definitely would have like stayed dark but every time she came on and she's like with a Chanel bag like saying ridiculous things I'm like oh that's Jennifer Coolidge with a Chanel bag saying ridiculous things so it definitely took me out of it But, yeah, I was just like, what happened? What happened? And, okay, what would I do if, okay, my family moves into a new house and there's a threatening letter. What do you do? I think I would go to TikTok and I would make them solve it. 
because there's a girl on TikTok right now on my For You page who, I don't know if you guys have seen her, but basically her whole shtick right now is people commenting, I bet you can't find me. And she'll respond with a video being like, you were born in 1992 and you live in Daytona, Florida. And I found that out because I went to your profile and you had commented on this girl's page and it happened to be your cousin. So I went to her Facebook and blah, blah, blah. This girl finds people through like burner account comments like you can go on a burner account and be like i dare you to find me and she like will so i would enlist her to find out who wrote the letters there was also just weird theories that they sent the letters themselves because they couldn't really afford the house so they bought it and then got cold feet and then they wanted a reason to like sell the house or move out and so they like concocted these scary letters People before them had also gotten letters. I definitely think that I would be like, okay, I want to return. (laughs) Like, I want, like, I want to return the house. Like, I don't want it anymore. What would you guys do? Would you guys go? Would you guys move in? Because there were people that were like, I'll move in. (laughs) Like, people ended up buying it at, like, a cheaper price because they were like, yeah, I'll move. Like, I'll move in. I don't care about the watcher. Very interesting, though. I'm trying to think if there was, like, a list of bad things that I would want to happen to me. Where would getting sent anonymous letters that are threatening be on it? I feel like that's the that's a pretty low key misdemeanor. I don't know, I'm going to have to think on it. I did watch Dahmer though. Dahmer was good too. I guess I could speak for a couple minutes on the debate on whether or not we should make content about true life. That I mean that that is an interesting topic and it has been like I've been talking about it with people is like if something traumatic happens to someone right? If a crime, something traumatic happens to someone, why do we try to make movies and TV shows about it? And would it be any different if we just like came up with a new story, but like kept the same, I guess that's what the watcher is. Like, it's not like they didn't use their names, but it is the same story. And they did use Westfield, New Jersey. But I think To me, okay, this is how I think of it, and it might be totally wrong and stupid, but you know that image with the train going down the track, and if you pull the lever, the train, like, switches tracks, and one person dies, but if you just, like, let the train keep going and don't pull the lever and don't do anything, five people will die. To me, it's like, okay, you either make the show and entertain millions of people, (laughs) or you re-traumatize like the the people involved which is like you know a small amount compared to whoever's gonna watch it it's probably really stupid i don't know uh i just know that like if it's on netflix and it's directed by ryan murphy's gay ass sorry then there's a high chance that i might watch it so (laughs) With that, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna continue to work on packing all my stuff up and 
getting the hell out of town. And I will see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much. And I will talk to you so soon. Mwah. Thank <laughs> you.